What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Dissect That Film, where we dissect your favorite films, film franchises, and TV. Today, on episode 48 of the Dissect That Film podcast, we are talking about the first film, the Nolan trilogy of Batman movies, Batman Begins. I am your host, Brett Parker. Joining me, as always, is the wonderful Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. How are you guys today? Fine, sir. Apparently better than you. Apparently better than yourself. Listen, if I could just make it through the recording, we'll be all right. (laughs) Sounds like a plan to me. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, So, yeah, we're talking about Batman Begins. Oh, it's like a palate cleanser to to finally be getting into these movies. Oh, man. It's so nice, dude, to put one on like, oh, holy shit. These movies can be good. Like it's a good not, not movie. counting the first two, not counting the first two because the first two Batman movies were good. right, 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 right. But like but, the, the last two we've watched. Well, know? Forever, I enjoy Forever. I know you don't, but like Forever isn't too bad. But Batman and Robin is just like. Uh, uh. Well, I mean, what was the what was the last big long term franchise we did? Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. So like that. Yeah. Well, that, okay, well, that's a bad example because the first <laughs> couple ones they're they're good movies. Right. Jaws. Starts out great, and it's just a slow spiral. Well, it's not slow, but it's a downward slow. Or you could just be like me, who did all the Resident Evil movies, where it's just like That's bad, it. and then just below, like it's in a realm that no one ever wants to go to. <laughs> most most movies start here and go down. Yeah, just, Resident boom. Evil just starts here. You can't see it anymore. <laughs> so this movie was directed by the legendary Christopher Nolan, who is well known for, of course, the uh, the Batman trilogy, uh, Inception, Interstellar, Tenet, which is his latest movie, Dunkirk. Uh, what was the one? What was one of his earlier ones? Um, one from like, uh, where the guy had uh, dem- or amnesia. can't remember what the hell it was called. I'm not familiar with oh. his work outside of post-Batman. Memento, Memento. Memento. People are going to yeah. be like, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> he also directed The Prestige, which is another one of my favorites. It's it's such a good movie. He This dude just, he just, he's so good. His, his movies are fantastic. Yes, there are some that people will, you know, will have a, a different opinion about. But for me, Christopher Nolan is a fantastic director. You want to know who this movie was written by? Or yeah, you want who wrote this movie? Yeah, I do know who wrote this. Can I do this? You sure can. It's David S. Goyer. David S. Goyer, the man behind the Blade trilogy. He wrote all three of those. He directed the third one. That was a mess. And yeah, this is one year after Blade Trinity that he, so he writes the fuck up. Right. I mean, Christopher Nolan, he he helped out, but I, I'll I'll give David S. Goyer some credit. David S. Goyer, if you go through his filmography, has written some really good movies. Unfortunately, when he stepped behind the camera, it just wasn't so great. I I don't think, and as we talked about in the episode, I just thought, I think there was a lot more going on than we realized with that movie. Right, Blade Three, because I, I think generally he has done what that I was looking up his. Oh, it's a podcast stuff. series. Okay. Oh, he's writing the new Hellraiser. <laughs> Yeah, I heard that. Mm. Oh, he's doing Sandman. Okay, that's all right. We're going to we'll, we'll get on a David S. Goyer tangent. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time we've gotten off on a tangent. This stars Christian Bale stepping into the shoes of Batman slash Bruce Wayne. 
We got Michael Caine coming in to play Alfred. We get so our fucking first, charming. We get our first non-Michael Goff, Michael Caine, or Michael Caine, um, Alfred. <laughs> We're getting a Michael Goff, Michael Caine baby. <laughs> I can't wait they do a biopic of the making of Batman where Michael Caine plays uh, Michael Goff. Michael Goff. Yes. Please. Yes. Please. He's at the right age now. We'll uh, we got happen. Liam Neeson before Liam Neeson decided he was going to make 75 movies a year. What happened to that man's career? Like he was such a prestigious actor. And now it's like he puts out so many movies a year that are all stinkers. I don't uh, I don't get it because like Liam Neeson's dope. Liam Neeson is dope as shit. And I like I like a lot of the movies he's in. But no, like what does he even do? Like these days, I was like, does he do more Taken sequels? Is that still a thing? No, I, well, I think that's where it all started. Was he did Taken? It was such a hit that he kept doing the Taken movies, and then he was just asked. He just kept taking everything he was asked by anybody. He's been he's done so many straight to DVD films. He's just a lot of stinkers yeah. in the last like Four I'd say five to ten years. Yeah, right. like. I, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. I love Liam Neeson. I, I don't no. think it will ever taint his his Five career. In he, he's he's a fantastic actor. Oh, yeah. We don't know the behind the scenes of what's going on. Uh, Katie Holmes, Mrs. Tom Cruise at the time, was in this movie playing Rachel Dawes. Uh, God, I fucking hate her. When. So Christopher Nolan and David S. Goyer. <laughs> I knew it kind of threw you off of it. I'm just kidding. Carry on. <laughs> she was good. She was fine in this she movie. Was, she was. Yeah. She was. I was just fucking with you. So, David S. Goyer and Christopher Nolan wrote Rachel Daw specifically for this movie. He, she's not part of Batman comics. Uh, and Katie Holmes was the ideal choice for them when they created the character. Oh, yeah. She did a great job. Yeah. Gary Oldman stepping in playing Commissioner Gordon, which I'll say it now, even though we haven't covered some other Batman movies, he's the best Commissioner Gordon. Even though he's not technically Commissioner Gordon in this film, he's just kind of low in the in the police department right now, but he's the best Gordon in my I eyes. Think, give him some movies. Lieutenant, thanks to you. Yeah, because he was, was he Sergeant he Gordon? He was Sergeant Gordon. Sergeant. No, he was Sergeant I Gordon. think, give him some movies, and I think, as long as the same guy still does them, the dude who did Alfred and no, Alfred Commissioner Gordon in the Batman. I think he'll be right up there as long as he stays. Oh no, consistent, no, no, no! I'm not. Yeah, like he's yeah. But I agree with you. I agree with you because it's fucking Gary Oldman. Jeffrey Wright so. is was awesome in the Batman. I, I but yeah, he's he's done that one movie. Did a great job. But I'm we'll have to see what he does because that's the thing is Gary Oldman took this this character and he he kind of he grew through the three films and became you know. In this one, he's kind of the, you know, he's the lower guy in the in the station. He's trying to prove prove himself and trying, you know, he's trying to show that Gotham isn't as bad as people perceive it, even though it is. <laughs> oh, Gotham's a shithole in this movie. Yeah, it's bad. Hundred yeah, percent. I think in most most Batman media, Gotham's kind of a right. shithole. <laughs> uh, uh, Cillian or Killian? I, I don't know exactly how to pronounce this actor's name. I think it's Killian Murphy. I think it is too. He plays Scarecrow in this. He actually auditioned to play Batman. There's he actually did. a video on YouTube that you can watch of him doing uh, a Batman audition with the suit. Not the suit worn in the film. Uh, 
all the actors who auditioned for Batman in this movie wore the Val Kilmer forever suit. Funny thing is this exact same thing would happen to a Marvel movie. What do you mean? Because where you where um, Killian was supposed to be Bruce Wayne, but it was given to Bale. But he liked Killian so much. He left him in his Jonathan the, Crane. Right. Well, the same thing happened with Tom Hiddleston because he auditioned for Thor. But then they gave it to Chris Hemsworth. Right, they like Hiddleston. Those much he became yep. Loki. Yep. So funny so how that. Yeah, I've seen I've seen the I've seen the screen tests of Tom Hiddleston as Thor, yeah, so and it's pretty I. funny stuff. Watched it now. It is. <laughs> I will say I will say one thing. I don't know how true this is. I was reading this in in the IMDb trivia because since we're talking about uh, Mr. Killian, uh, Killian Murphy. Which I, by the way, I remember him first from Twenty Eight Days Later. Yes, that's the first movie I saw him in. Apparently, uh, Nolan was so infatuated with the color of his eyes because he's got a very bright blue eyes. Yeah, that he apparently had any scene like he tried to write in as many scenes possible where he takes his glasses off. Yeah, I read that. So he gets, that's pretty yeah, funny. I, I figured you did, but obscure this. So Tom Wilkinson is in this. He plays Falcone or he's that's what he's called in this movie. It's so weird. Anytime he's in a movie, this character is it's pronounced differently. It's either Falcone or Falcone. And in this movie, it's Falcone. And I think in the Batman, it's Falcone. See, I've always heard it because he's been in other Batman media and I've always heard it Falcone, but it's whatever. Because he was in the animated series, correct? Uh, he, he, I don't remember if he was in the. He may have been, but he's appeared in other animated films. And he was in so Gotham. So I know he was in Gotham. He was in. He's been. In, he was in the. Oh man, was he in the Arkham series? Arkham City, maybe. I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, Rucker Howard is in this movie. If you mm. ever uh, see Blade Runner, The Hitcher, a a a very underrated horror movie. Uh, where he literally plays a hitchhiker who ends up being a serial killer, and it's awesome. <laughs> okay, listen, like I was reading the stuff, and I want to say I've never seen Blade Runner. Throw all the shade you want at me for that. Never seen Blade Runner. But I've never seen it I was either. Re- I was reading all the stuff about it because I've 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 seen I, the monologues of you know him in yeah. the Hour in it, and it just it hit me that he obviously played the one dude on the board of Wayne Corp in this movie. I was like, oh yeah, that's yeah. him. <laughs> well, the, funny, the funny thing was is that Christopher Nolan held a screening of Blade Runner for the entire cast and crew. <laughs> and when they and got like, and after they watched, he's like, we we're gonna make a, a Batman movie like that. I dig it. We got Ken Watanabe playing the character he plays. <laughs> not Raish Al Ghul. <laughs> yeah. Raz. Yeah, Raz, Raish, however See, I've heard, the person says it. Yeah. I've only heard it's it. Tomato tomato. I've Raish. I've heard it Raish Al Ghul before. Yeah. That's all. That's how I've always heard it. So that's whatever. And, Again. And the man who like literally I mean you can give it to to Christian Bale for creating Batman, but if it wasn't for Lucius Fox played by Morgan Freeman, we wouldn't have Batman. He's so good. He's so good. So good. He's so good. I do want to. Sh- oh, go ahead. I'll say you're going to get a lot of that from me. This movie, this this episode, and probably the next three. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> so good and excellent and fantastic. Right. And <laughs> just um, a prerequisite. Cinematography done by Wally Feister, who did all the cinematography for all of the for uh, all the Batman movies, and I believe he's done most of Christopher Nolan's films. It's so good. 
it's the the shots that he gets the wide frame shots the the distant shots of like batman over the ledge are you, are you la- what are you laughing at this one no, not what you just said who what actor is this is this howard still okay so i'm like going okay hold on hold on I'm not trying. I was not laughing what you said. She's scrolling through movies he played. Go down. No, no, no. Go down. Oh. 2014. I'm going through these movies of like 24, 2015. The Scorpion King four. Oh. Ooh. The Quest. Quest. Howard. Rucker Scorpion, Howard. Yeah. Scorpion King four. Quest for power. And then I thought of Spaceballs. Spaceballs two. The search for more money. <laughs> it's just. I don't know why that came to mind. Sorry. Go I ahead. I thought you were laughing at Gangsterdam. Okay. Do you think of that terrible uh, Superman movie, Superman Four: Quest for Peace? Isn't that the fourth one? Yeah, I think so. It's with Nuclear Man or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I I don't know why that was so funny to me. It's just because it's Spaceballs, probably. I gotta say, sorry. Very good uh, cinematography in this movie. Yes, it's very good. There's a lot of really good shots and stuff. Mm. Music was done by two big composers, uh, Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard, and. Boy, this music. I I love Hans Zimmer. I think his mm-hmm. he does no wrong with his scores and yeah. I love the the new theme you get with this Batman. I mean, nothing is as iconic as Danny Elfman's score from yeah. Batman and Batman Returns. And, you know, funny enough, uh it, he also wrote the theme for the animated series because <laughs> it's the same Yes, theme. he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> Nothing is going to so be as iconic. Yeah, nothing is going to be as iconic and nothing, to be honest, is going to beat that for a Batman theme. But what Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard create for this trilogy of Batman films is really good. Oh, he did Gladiator. Oh, fuck. Oh, Dune. Yeah, Dune. See, Hans Zimmer, I'm familiar with, but I'm not the so Simpsons. much. Of course, he did The Simpsons. Everybody does The Simpsons. So. James Newton Howard did Pretty Woman, The Fugitive, Space Jam, the 2005 King Kong. Okay, we have a problem here. Did Space Jam? <laughs> I'm fine with the King Kong one though. Keep going. Space Jam's awesome. Uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, The Sixth Sense, and I Am Legend. Actually, he scored eight of M Night Shyamalan's films, starting with The Sixth Sense, because that was the first film M Night directed. But Hans Zimmer, I mean is a legendary composer. I mean, you got to think. Oh, yeah. Any, like, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. That fucking theme is... Dude, he did Monsters vs. Aliens. It's a great (laughs) fucking movie. It really is. I love that movie. But yeah, I I know he was because I've heard his name. Like, I hear his name, like, up there with, like, John Williams and shit like that. He's a very big composer. Mm -hmm. But, like, that, I don't know. He's been composing since 80. He was the synthesis on Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Yes. Of course he's the fucking man. Carry yes. On. Oh man, this movie was released at three different dates. Uh May 31st, 2005 in Tokyo, June 15th, 2005 in the United States and June 17th, 2005 in the United Kingdom. Which okay, is fair how enough. a lot of movies go nowadays. I yep. uh, ran oh, at yeah. 2 hours and 20 minutes and it didn't feel like it at all. I this didn't think so either. I was like, this movie just cruises. trucks, dude. Hey, it cruises. Yeah. Love it. Uh, budgeted $150 million and ended up grossing $373.7 million, which is a big box office for, you know, a franchise that's been, was dormant for, what, eight years? Since 97, actually, when Batman and Robin came out. 
And this movie was what, 2005? 2005. I figured it'd be a little bit more than that, to be honest. That's still a good haul, but I thought it'd be a little bit more. I think The Dark Knight will, you know, completely destroys it because, you know, people... That's the thing. is It's a franchise that came back. Yes, it is Batman, but I think people were still very hesitant based on what Batman and Robin was. <laughs> and people are like, we get it, but this is we're we're kind of scared here. <laughs> I got a feel I got a feeling this was one of those movies like you said people were apprehensive to see it in theaters. It still made its money and yeah. then some in theaters. I would think a lot of people probably watch this on home video. I bet this movie had great home video sales. Not me. I saw it in theaters. I, I gave not. him my money. It was the last movie I ever saw in theaters with my grandmother. So, it holds I'm a sorry. special place in my heart. Well, it's a fantastic film, so it's understandable. I just remember watching it. I just don't remember when. We watched Dark Knight Rises together in theaters. That's the first one. I didn't watch this one or the Dark Knight in theaters. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this this was a big deal. This was people were very hesitant about Batman coming back and what the the thought process was behind it. Of what do we do? Do we make it? You know, can we just kind of do our own thing? And I think Warner Brothers, you know, unlike what they did to Schumacher and they kind of took control of his productions and the ideas he had and stuff like that. They kind of gave Nolan the, the freedom to do whatever he wanted. And you can definitely tell in this movie, like this is, this is a dark and gritty Batman story. Like, Hey, Nolan, you're going to make a movies, make a fucking movie. Right. Well, that's the thing though. It's like Nolan made like Memento came out five years before this, but he wasn't like a mainstay yet. He wasn't yep. like he didn't have like these big these big movies that people were like, you know what? What's higher Christopher Nolan? They just they figured why not? You know, this is funny how much this is echoing another new Batman movie that kind of had the same thing happen. Well, in a way, uh, um, Matt Reeves, he did the the second and third apes films, which were huge. Well, not not necessarily with 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 Nolan being a newer director, but right. the fact that when this movie came out, you know, a lot of especially with a lot of franchises, it's kind of like like um, executive executives and stuff, and the, the the motion picture company pretty much tells them what to do. Right. Where with this movie, apparently they like just gave it to Reeves and like just make a good fucking movie. They're like, this is how we want our movies to be director driven. Like, why wouldn't they be director driven to fucking right. begin? You're with? hiring like, these, these people, people to direct a movie. Yeah, if you just want a name, just make up a fucking name and put it on there and make the movie yourselves. Should we go through all the movies that direct that bombed because the studios would step in and take control of the production? Well, I feel, like going to sleep four. I feel like going to sleep tonight, so we probably shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll be an episode all in itself. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, Christopher Nolan, he once this, the success of Batman Begins really kind of put him off into this crazy trajectory into being considered one of the greatest directors uh, of all time. I mean, some people might not say that, but to me, I think he is. I mean, his films yeah, are so iconic and people still talk about like interstellar and inception and the batman i mean the dark knight which we'll talk more about next week is some a lot of people consider including me to be one of the best not just batman movies but best movies ever made like it's yep. so good it's good and this movie is not that far off from the dark knight this movie is so good it's a hell of a starting point it really yes, is there are some flaws and the dark knight had yeah. flaws and yep. you know there's always going to be does that if you flaw. Dig enough. Yeah. But 
I mean, even like even our favorite movies of all time are gonna have those are gonna have flaws, but this one just man, it just hit everything nail it hit the nail on the head. It took it, you know, took the idea and ran. And this is the first time we truly get to see the origin of Batman. Like we get to yeah. see it from the beginning and his journey through it, not just oh, my parents died in an alleyway, now I'm Batman. No, it's it's that journey <laughs> through, you know, through the process and him becoming Batman. And I like the the fact of him training up in the mountains and then it, it shows, like, the flashbacks of, like, events that lead up to him leaving, which I thought were good. Oh, it was good. I can't wait to break down this plot. It's such no, a we, good movie. We can't, we can't forget that Joffrey's in this, too. Yes, he is. Jack, I think his name's Jack Gleason. <laughs> Yes, because yes, I shows was, up twice. I was, I was scrolling through it and I was like, "That name sounds familiar." I point, I like, when oh, he showed yeah. up on the screen, I was like, yeah. "I told my wife, I was like, he will become one of the most hated TV <laughs> TV characters of all time." Yes, he's adorable in this movie though, and I felt bad. I wanted, I, I was so happy he he got saved. He was a cutie. Well, I, 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 I I'm not that. a Game of Thrones fan, so I'm not that invested in him. I just know he's a piece of shit in that show. <laughs> It's just a child in this movie, Angela. It's just a child. Mm, he still grows up to be a piece of shit. Listen, yeah. Angela, you gotta remember these are actors. They're not the, they're they're not the, he's probably a very nice person. He probably he's is. He's probably like the nicest person ever. Like those are the those are the people you gotta watch out for. Yeah. Oh man. Uh so Christian Bale, he's a method actor. He... Yes. He literally the first time he ever had the suit on, he kept it on all day so he could get acclimated with the suit. But he still stated it was very uncomfortable. So it, literally when you see him in the suit in the movie, I guess he just always was in a shitty mood when he was in the suit. So it always brought that grittiness to the character. Yeah. Which is it's just so good. He lost his voice a couple times during production because of the way he has to like change his voice. And it doesn't sound that bad in this movie. And listen, people make fun of it all the time. And I am a defender of the voice change. Okay. Listen, he runs into people. He knows outside of being the Batman. All right. We're not, we're not, we're not, but Batman did it in the animated series. Yeah. Like it's just like Bruce Wayne. No, 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 no. In the animated series. He talked talked in like a lower register. Yeah. Yeah. Like he tried to at least do something different. I'm not criticizing him. For it, it's just, I just can't help. He did a great job. I'm not criticizing him as Batman or Bruce Wayne. It's just there's so many memes around it. I can't help but laugh when I hear, where do the other drugs go? Swear to me. And like draws. I'm Batman. He did it. Yeah, I'm Batman. That dude. But he does it because there's some times when he's talking that he doesn't do the whole gritty like sandpaper thing, but he just tries to speak in a lower register. I think it's specifically when he's talking to Rachel. Mainly, he yeah. kind of lowers it register just to talk. It to definitely her. changes throughout the movie. It does, yeah. Gargling like, marbles, absolutely. Yeah, because <laughs> like when he talk when he talks to Gordon, it's not as raspy. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. him and Gordon don't really have a relationship um, other than when he was a kid, so he doesn't really know what he yeah. sounds like. Uh, Alfred knows he's Batman, so yeah. he doesn't need to do it to him. Lucius has to know he's Batman because he's the one who gets him all the stuff. Yep. You're just, he's a base jumper. Uh, as far as, as I'm concerned, 
it's all yours anyways. Yeah. As long as you don't tell me what you do, then I don't have to lie to anybody about it. <laughs> exactly. See, that, that's it's how I want to be. That's what life. makes Morgan Freeman so goddamn good. They're so so charming. Just like Michael Caine, dude. So fucking charming. Michael I just Caine. love their quips that they, they have. Like, you know they're loving this part. Oh, oh where, where Alfred stands up for more stands up for the Wayne name than Bruce does. Goes, yeah, just, this is just, your This is you know this is a Wayne legacy, and he's like, I don't care. Or this is about your name. He's like, I don't care about my name. He's like, but it's not just your name; it's your father's name. And you're like, Ugh, so good. Get him. And also like the little bits of humor, the, the Michael Caine like throwing that like, oh hey, yeah. it's it's not meant to be like a laugh out loud thing, but it's kind of like a light comment to be thrown in there. You might Alfred, chuckle at or smile. Come check this out. I'm going to stay back here, Master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, stuff like that. That's what I'm talking Because even as serious as this movie is, you still get those little bits of levity mm-hmm. in the movie. Just little, just little. They're not heavy, just little bits, and it's nice. All right. Well, there's a lot to talk about in this movie. Um, oh, one thing, I, one thing I do want to mention. Because of the darkness and grittiness of this Batman movie, this actually gave the producers of james bond the idea to when they went back to the bond films to make it more dark and gritty and that's why we had the daniel craig films that really took a departure from because if you think about it with batman i mean james bond's been around for a lot lot, in film in film not in not and not in yeah batman's older than james bond but in film james bond has you know he's been around longer yeah because we don't i mean if you want to count the serials from the 40s for batman then i'm wrong but he's been around since 1960 in film and if you look at the james bond films from the 90s even the late 80s they all kind of they were like the same thing they were very uh structurally the same like if you look at Mm -hmm. pierce brosnan's james bond movies so what golden eye Tomorrow Never Dies, they all came around the same time as like Forever and Batman and Robin. Yeah, yeah, all right. They totally feel very like cartoonish, Mm -hmm. which is funny because then, you know, we get Batman Begins, which then also brings back James Bond. And you now you have these dark and gritty stories of both these characters side by side. They're holding hands. They're skipping down. They're having a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Hanging out. Gotta love it. Well, yeah, yeah, I agree. All right. Poopy if dicks. anybody has anything they want to add to trivia on this movie that we might have not talked about, because there's a lot that we aren't going to talk uh-huh. about in this episode. I'll, we'll add some stuff as we're do, breaking down the plot. Make sure to leave them in the comments. Don't be angry with us. Just say, hey, there's this. And I'll be like, cool. That's what we want in our comment section. <laughs> yeah, he's Dr. Fate. I didn't know that. All right. Are you guys ready for the plot? Can we tell us what we, well, I guess we don't really need to let everybody know what we think about the movie, do we? Oh, no. Whoa, we got to back up. Sorry. Woo. It's not like I've already done almost 50 episodes of this fucking show. Dan and Angela, tell me what you thought of this movie. I loved it. I mean, I, I mean, I've... Stop touching me. Gas. <laughs> let me speak. Speak. I mean, I, mean, I have... You know, I said throughout this whole beginning how good it was. So, I mean, I don't know how much more I can, how much more I can add to how much I like it. The only thing I'm going to say is I'm going to piggyback on you to keep this short. Say I love the movie. It's really good. Everybody acts really well in it. You should watch it if you haven't. 
because it's easily one of the best Batman movies ever made, which you'll get that next week as well. And it's got Gary Oldman in it, dude. Come on. Yeah. He's so good. So he's Reznov. He was Reznov. He's a yeah. lot of things. He's so yes. many yeah, things. He's been, he's been a lot of things. He's been in so many movies, and they're all good. Wait, wait. I escaped with Reznov. I don't know. You don't understand, Mason. Reznov was never there. Reznov died in prison. What? You never played <laughs> Black Ops. No, I know. I know what you're talking movie. about. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I was like, the great storyline. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I said it. I, I've said it many times. This, I love this movie. Yeah. It's one of my favorite Batman movies. Um, Christian Bale does a great job of being both Bruce Wayne and Batman, which I don't think I, I don't I mean, other than like Michael, I think Michael Keaton did a good job for, you know, at that time. And I, you know, Michael, Michael Keaton is always going to be, I think, a lot of people's favorites when it comes to Batman. And I think he had that really good balance between the two characters. Christian Bale does it on a different level. Yes. You know, with the grittiness and just the raw power behind, you know, when he throws a punch Listen, the fight choreography is not great in this movie, as I've stated. Mm-hmm. It is better than what we've gotten in the past with mm-hmm. any of the prior Batman movies. You have a dude in a really thick rubber suit trying to beat up a bunch of people, and sometimes it doesn't look great, but the way that they shot it made it look great. Listen, I'm going to let you guys know. I'm just going to throw this out, shoot, throw this out to you. The Japanese have been doing it with tokusatsu for a long ass time, so they have no excuse. Go say it right now. They're just better. I just know they're just better. They know, they just... <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, you are the only thing I don't. One of the things I don't like is just how jumpy the fights are. But I know it was filmed. Yeah, that the way cut, the cutting make, between. Yeah, but but I knew that going in because I knew that's how this movie was filmed. It's it's not that bad, but it's it's fine. It's it's fine. I think the purpose behind it was the fact, especially that first fight scene in at the the docks. Mm. It's more to, I think it was more shot that way so that you don't get a full glimpse of Batman because you want that shot of him pulling Falcone out of the the car and saying he's Batman. That's when you get your full your full look. Yeah, you get some shots of him coming down and saying his what you know here and stuff like that and pulling the guys up with. Like it's terrifying. Like that scene is is scary. Up until you know what we get in the Batman, this is one of the scarier Batman scenes. Yeah, yeah. If, of him just yeah. literally yoinking dudes left, right, and center. <laughs> just oh, this movie being so Batman, good. dude. This movie's so good. It's so good. It's such good. Such Much goodness wonderful. in my heart. <laughs> All right, it's time for the plot. This movie opens with a shot of the orangish sunrise sky as a bunch of bats form the new Batman logo because it is new and sharp. It's very pointy, this one. Yes, sir. (laughs) No rounded edges. No rounded edges on this Batman logo. This one is dangerous. But yeah, I, I do like this opening shot. And of course, you get similar shots throughout this trilogy. Uh, but this is the first time you really get to see it, and it's really cool. This movie opens to a young boy. Uh, he's looking for a girl named Rachel. 
You don't really know who the boy is at this very moment, but you kind of guess it's Bruce Wayne because the girl goes, Bruce. He falls into a cavern and he's scared. And when he looks into the darkness, bats just come out. They just swarm him. And you're like, oh shit, I'd be scared too. That'd be, a, that'd be an intense situation to yeah. be in. I don't hate bats. Bats are cool. Bats do a lot of good. But if it I is. was in a dark cave and got swarmed by bats, even though I feel nothing's going to happen to me, it's still a terrifying moment. Yeah. Especially Absolutely. when you're a kid. Yeah. So adult Bruce wakes up and he is in a Tibetan prison. I'm believing this is Tibet. I think I you're right. I think that's where the temple is. And it's either Tibet or it's China. China and Tibet are like right there, right? Like they're close together. They're, I believe so. Yeah. I believe they're in that area. All right. Anyway, my geography. I don't know geog- yeah, I don't know geography. Mine either. Uh, he's, getting, he's getting some really terrible food and some dude wants to fight him. He's like, can't it just wait after breakfast? Yeah, I know, right? And the dude throws a couple punches and then Bruce just goes ham on this one guy and then he, he knocks out like six or it was a six people according to Ducard. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. He's like, I, yeah, he's like, he said seven, seven but yeah. But Ducard's like, I only counted six. <laughs> and I like when I they're dragging him the away and it's like, and he's like, why are you locking me up? And he's like protection. He's like, I don't need protection. And he's like protection for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. He gets thrown in kind of like a sol- uh, solitary confinement. And mm-hmm. Ducard's just hiding in the fucking corner, like in the shadows. He's just like, hello, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> and he's like the voice of Ra's al Ghul, Raz, Raz, Raish. However you want to say it. Yeah, we it's all judge. up to interpretation because it's been said so many different ways in Batman media that you yell at me for how I say it. I'm just, and yeah. He'll, just he'll punch you in the dick. Yep, right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he wants Bruce to join the League of Shadows, which is a shady organization that kind of it's helped to rid the filth of the world, pretty much. That is their primary objective. And his task is if you want, you come up to the temple, you got to get a blue flower that's in this one valley and then bring it to us. So this is where we get our our traveling montage of Bruce getting the flower and then he's making the journey across some glaciers and up some mountains and he doesn't have the proper gear, but somehow he's fine. Bruce Wayne, dude. He's, he's Bruce Wayne. Uh, Bruce, Batman, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Bruce makes it and is greeted by Ra's al Ghul, who you think is Ra's al Ghul played by Ken Watanabe. The language he speaks is made up. Yeah, it's not so it's real. Like, what, gibberish or whatever. Yeah. It's not Japanese, it's not Tibetan, it's just something that can want to not be made up for the movie. It worked cool. for me. Hey, nice. I'm I'm down for it. Uh, mercenary, so yeah, he's greeted by Russell Ghoul, Mercenaries, and Ducard. That's why there was no... Subtitles? Yeah, subtitles in there. Yeah. It's funny, because he says a couple things in English, like perfect English, and then, yeah, he'll just continue in his, like, gibberish speak. Enjoy, enjoy the gibberish. Uh, Ducard fights Bruce and seeks the source of his fear. What are you afraid of, Bruce? And then we get a flashback to Thomas Wayne saving Bruce from the cavern. And what's the what's his famous line? It's like, why? Why do we fall? 
Yes. So we can pick ourselves back up again or something like that. Is that the, yeah. is that the, that's pretty close to the quote. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty much it. Alfred is the same age in this scene as he is in the rest of the movie because they just said, fuck it. We're not doing a younger Alfred. We're just keeping Michael Caine for the whole thing. Yeah. He does. And age. it's fine. It's okay. Who cares? Who cares? Now, I think it'd be funny if they made him dress and look like, like kind of like he did in Jaws the Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> imagine this scene this is where alfred just shows he shows up in that plane he just lands yeah he gets out yeah. and he's like my name's alfred now and he cleans himself up and boom that's the origin story that, of alfred penny's worth that's he how we that's he how we the find out jaw yeah jaws and, yeah, jaws and uh, batman and begins are connected so the good verse yeah so yeah he you know talks to uh, thomas talks to bruce about you know, being afraid. He's like, everybody's afraid. Every creature has fear of some sort. You just got to figure out, you know, what to do with it. It's a natural thing. And mm -hmm. they got to get dressed because they got to go to a show. Bruce and his parents go out on the town. They go on the, the Wayne's like the train that was designed by Thomas. And then you literally found out it was also designed by Lucius Fox. Yep. But it's a train that it literally goes right to Wayne or, uh, Wayne Tower in the middle of Gotham. Yep. And it in the so in the comics and in you know anytime you see Batman you know the the whole you know Wayne's murder scene they're coming out of the Legend of Zorro movie or the Mask of Zorro it's a Zorro film uh, they're going to an opera in this one and it's one that has a lot of bat themes in it and a lot of scary imagery. So it scares Bruce and he goes, I want to leave. And instead of the dad just going, it's a fucking opera. Chill out. He goes, oh, no, we'll leave. This is why you know that they're rich because these tickets probably weren't cheap. And they're just yeah. like, yeah, we'll get up and go. That's fine. Like, well, I don't think there were going to be bats in this play. My kid just fell down a well. So, <laughs> you know. hey, what's the name of this play? The Bat People. Got it. <laughs> let's yeah. go. Let's bring, let's bring Bruce. You'll yeah, be, be perfectly fine. So and instead of walking out the front door of this theater, they go out the, the, the back door, which is in the sleaziest alleyway. What the fuck is this decision? This is the boneheaded decision of this movie. Why the fuck yeah. did Thomas Wayne do this? Yeah. He's, He's right. Like, She's invisible. We're going out the back. Invincible, did, they, did they expect like to be swarmed by like paparazzi and and people who are like, oh, my God, it's the Waynes. Wouldn't you Man. just contact Alfred and tell him to come pick you up? And then Didn't you just we talk about this in another movie. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I because because they don't know what the fuck to do <laughs> with this goddamn scene and how the, like to make this a legitimate like, oh, that was a smart decision. And it was just unfortunate for them that they were in that, you know, that the wrong place at the wrong time. This was just like, you know where you're going and you you live in Gotham, which even at this time yeah. is not a very good city. Well, they even talk about with the 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 what lack of employment or hunger issues or whatever going on that. Right. There's a lot of robbery because of that and theft. Right. It's I mean, I don't want to spoil. Well, I'll, I'll spoil it a little bit. So in the Joker or Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, one of the, the scenes that they they show the scene of the, the Waynes getting killed. Because okay. why not? It didn't need to be in the movie, but fuck it. Yeah, they right, leave right. the front. But it's but to be honest, it was the most like this made sense type of this is why they were murdered scene. If anybody hasn't seen the Joker, 
or Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. Just pause, Joaquin. like just kind of skip ahead until we're not talking oh, about well. this. Oh, we haven't I, watched it either. I mean, it's a it's the Wayne's dying scene. How many? I mean, it's just the way it happens. Uh, they walk I out care. of just they kidding. walk out of the theater, the front of the theater, and okay. chaos is happening because something that Joker did. Chaos is the streets of Gotham are in chaos. So they, in order for them to kind of avoid everything, they go, fuck it. I'm going to walk down this alley to try to get to where we need to go. And one of the guys was like Joker's goons or Joker supporters was like, oh shit, isn't that Thomas Wayne? Fuck that guy. And they go down and they fucking murk them both. Huh? Okay. I was like, well, that makes sense. That makes sense why they got shot. Not just like, why am I wandering into this dark grungy alley for no reason? Right. Uh, I will at least at least in this these, oh, but, these scenes I understand at least in this movie they kind of try to give some some substance to it like I said he wasn't just you know they do call him correctly it's Joe Chill um, yes yeah they, they don't just say like oh he robbed people because he was robbing people like he's like it was a really bad economic time he was literally just trying to get some money and stuff out of people which it's not good, but like it just adds at least a little bit more weight to why he did what he yeah. did. He wasn't just some nameless thug that was just robbing people to be robbing people. Yeah. So, uh, the actor who played Joe Chill was Richard Brake. He looked familiar. He's been in so many movies. He was in uh, Kingsman, Hannibal Rising, which is the prequel to the Hannibal movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been in so he's on a couple Rob Zombie films. He always plays a fucked up character because he just the way he looks very easy to cast in those type Fair. of films. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's not a small name. All right. So, yeah. So the, the Waynes die. I do like how, you know, they show it. it it's he's just a, he's just a guy on hard times who is looking for money. He holds up um, the Waynes for, you know, they want their wallet and their their jewelry. You know, Thomas is like, it's fine. Take it. Just leave, please. And then he sees Martha has the pearls on, and that's what kind of kicks off everything where Thomas jumps in front of the gun uh, when he shoots at Martha. So Thomas sacrifices himself. And then the fact that Martha got shot, I was kind of like, I don't feel like that was necessary, but in order for Batman to become Batman or Bruce to become Batman, you got to kill both of them. You can't keep one alive. Imagine well, though. I, imagine yeah. if somebody was like, "Fuck it, we're we're gonna change the origin here, and we're gonna make it so just Thomas dies." Which there, mm-hmm. with, there, there is a storyline. I don't know if you've have you ever read the Flashpoint Paradox. I'm well aware of the oh. Flashpoint Paradox. It's very good. Even it if you want to, an abridged, if you want an abridged version of that, watch the DC animated version. It's really good for yes, like a short. Very good. Very good. It's very good. Very good. Uh, let's see. So yeah, uh, Bruce meets Gordon at the police station after everything goes down. Gordon yep. tells him it's okay. Is it Gordon? His parents just died. It's fine. You're okay, kid. Bruce blames himself, and my, my and again, I was like, why did you go out the back? Go out the front of the theater, you idiot. Yes. <sighs> we then cut back to current time where uh, Bruce is training with Ducard starting on the frozen lake. They actually did this on a frozen lake. Nice. The cracking you hear on the ice is real. I love it. Yeah. The very next day, the ice was gone. Oh, well. So. Glad I got those shots in. Right. 
And during this, we get a training montage where it's them fighting on the ice, but there's other things going on uh, training-wise. Like, he's training on these logs as dudes are hitting them with staffs and stuff. I was like, I'd fall immediately. Oh, yeah, me too. My balance is terrible. Rip, rip. Uh, And this is where Ducard pretty much tells him, no, it wasn't your fault. It was your father's fault, which then brings out the anger in him. And Bruce is using his anger to fight, which is never a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where Ducard's like, you have to harness your fear and use it, but don't let your anger consume you because you will end up losing. Not exactly what he says, but it's to, to that, you know, regard. We got you. We then flash back to young Bruce coming back to prepare for the hearing of the man who killed his parents, Joe Chill. It's Christian Bale. He's probably in his like 20s or something. He's I think he's in college or at this moment. Probably. Uh, he's resentful and Alfred puts him in his place. He's pretty much telling him how he's going to knock down the mansion brick by brick. And yep. Alfred's just like, fuck you, man. You like you go away. You come back and you're just going to say all this dumb shit. Shut up. Hits him with a rock. Yeah. Just knocks him out. Yeah, please. What happened to Bruce? So I guess I inherit all this. Ha ha. <laughs> well, it is in his name. The, that is that's true. One of the things I love is the, their stuff on the plane after yep. all this. So Bruce finds his father's stethoscope and a gun. Uh, we meet Rachel Dawes, who is, I believe she's the assistant DA at this moment. Or she works for the DA's office. I don't she know if was, she's the assistant. Wasn't the, that wasn't until later, I don't think. Right. Uh, she's helping to get Joe Chill set free because he has information about uh, Falcone because mm-hmm. they shared a cell together because, of course, they did. And yeah, she's got a a plea bargain set up and Bruce is like, why would you set him free? You know what he did. And he's, it's kind of one of those things. It's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he did it, but it's, you know, he did it for the reasons that I feel you don't think you think he purposely did it because he was out to kill your parents when it was just more of a, the country has a problem. Gotham city has a problem and this is how shit happens. It was all happenstance, right? So you see the courtroom scene where Joe Chill gets up and he says how he resents everything. If he could go back in time, he wouldn't do it. Blah, blah, blah. The judge gets up. He's like, I heard there's a member of the Wayne family here. And Bruce gets upstairs. I like how Joe never turns around to look at him. It kind of, he know he can feel him back there. Yeah. Oh, Bruce, yeah. Yeah. And Bruce walks I, I, out. I like that shot. We're just on Joe. But like you said, you can see the Bruce shot in the back. background. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. like, yes. So Bruce waits outside the courtroom with the gun to kill Joe. And as they're walking, it's very reminiscent to the Lee Harvey Oswald assassination uh, where Harvey Oswald is being taken out and somebody else comes in and takes him out. And of course, it was somebody who worked for Falcone because he was going to spew all the information he had on him. Yeah. Falcone says, uh, Falcone says hello and just comes out. Yep. And it was a woman, which was unexpected for this. Uh, And I mean, not for any particular reason, but it was like, you know, usually just plays out differently. But I like the the choice they made. I guess a a woman in that situation would be more. Wait, 
more conspicuous or less conspicuous. Sorry. Less right, conspicuous. right. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because you wouldn't expect that to happen. No. So Bruce wants to thank Falcone uh, because of him killing Chill. And Rachel's like, you're a fucking idiot. You want to go thank him? And she brings him down to the... Uh, is there another city underneath the highway? Absolutely there is. What? Go ahead. Is it, it's like the Narrows, right? Is that where this is? Somewhat? Maybe. I don't know. It's like, that's what they, they mention that a lot. They go underground. Is. It's like Midgard from Final Fantasy VII. You have the top and you have like the slums underneath all the yeah. sections. Pretty much what it is. And she slaps him a couple times because she's like, you're a stupid idiot. Because he mentions about, he shows her the gun. Shows her the gun that he was planning on shooting Joe Chill. Yep. So he gets, he gets out. He throws the gun into the harbor and pays Falcone a visit. He still goes in there. Uh, He shows he's not afraid of Falcone. He shows him how much power he has over Gotham. He's like, I got a judge, a DA, an off-duty cop like I got like I, everybody's in my pocket you have nothing there's nothing that you can do yeah and I love Tom Wilkinson in this role he's so oh, yeah, he's great he's he somebody you the, don't fuck with he even pulls the, the pistol out on him and yeah. he points that in the middle of this fucking restaurant where yeah. everybody can see it and I love it though when he gets you know when he forces Bruce out he you know these uh, goons punch him a couple times and it shows the shot of the judge and a couple other guys just looking like they should do something but they're like nah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah sit exactly. back here exactly. yeah so Bruce sheds and leaves Gotham behind the homeless guy that he gives his jacket to did you guys ever see Mighty Joe Young what Bill Paxton yeah this is the bad guy from Mighty Joe Young the guy with the really? missing no, finger I watched the original one, but not yeah. that one. Yeah, he's the the bad guy in the Charlize Theron, Mighty Joe Young. Hmm. Anyway, I was like, good. I know that guy. Gotta do something, right? I love Mighty Joe Young. It's a good movie. Bill Paxton's just great. He is. So yeah, so he gives uh, all of his money and the jacket to this homeless guy. We Bruce. Oh yeah, Bruce continues to train. Uh, this time he inhales a hallucinogen. And then has to try to find Ducard and the group of people that are all dressed the same. I like that shot. That whole scene is really, it's really good. cool. Really cool. Where they keep shuffling around him and he's yeah. fighting. And he keeps fighting. It's like perfect. Yeah, it's Everybody so good. Everybody lines up. Ducard gets him. He slices him in the arm. And I love that Bruce is smart enough to... He goes to other, other people and slices him in the same spot. So Ducard gets confused and he thinks he has him. And then Bruce comes up. He's like, ha ha. Trick to bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also, but before all this happens, he goes up to like a crate and it's got a bat in it. <laughs> That's your fear, Bruce. Yep. Bats. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. While so, he's on the little hallucinogen. Yeah. Yeah. So he passes all this training, and the final task is to execute this prisoner that they showed a little bit earlier. He, I guess, was a, a farmer who was a, became a murderer. I don't. That was kind of the yeah. extent of what they talked about with this guy. And Bruce is like, no, I am not an executioner. I want to, you know, I instill fear, but I want to make things better. I don't want to just take down, you know, I don't want to execute everybody that has done something wrong. They need to learn. And Ducard's like, you're an idiot. 
people are bad and they deserve to die. And so Bruce is like, fine, I'll do it. And instead of doing it, he flips up a, a coal from the fire and sets the whole freaking place on fire. Yeah. And Ducard gets knocked out. He fights Ray, uh, Roz, Raish, Raz, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets oh, killed. And uh, yeah, he picks up Ducard and runs out of the building before it blows up. They slide down the mountain in a really cool shot. He yep, saves Ducard cool. and uses the gauntlets, which he would later, you know, incorporate into his bat suit, uh, into the mountain and clearly dislocates his shoulder. No oh, way about hurt. it. I think he actually did painful. when they filmed this. I think when he, because it was, Christian Bale does all of his own, most of all of his own stunts. Most or all in this movie. Okay, there's no such thing as most of all or most all. Doesn't make sense. Um, I would have believed the it. The only thing he didn't do was drive the uh, the tumbler because they were like, nah, <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> this thing cost a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, I would have wanted to drive it. So, yeah, it's a very painful rescue, but for some, and somehow, somehow, he pulled, he's uh, got a dislocated shoulder for one, and he's pulling up Ducard with one arm. Fucking strong. Back onto the strip. I was like, <laughs> Wow. I wouldn't mess so with this strong. man at all. <laughs> he brings him down to the village and leaves. He wanders onto an airstrip where Alfred's got the private jet. And he tells, they get on the plane, he tells Bruce that he was, um, he was dead pretty much. They leave, He was legally dead because he was gone for so long and they didn't know where Seven he was. Years. And so Seven Alfred, years. so Alfred is loaded. He's got all the money. I like the joke where, you know, you know, Bruce talks about how, what he wants to do, what his plans are, like he needs to create a symbol. Uh, he can't do everything. The things that he wants being Bruce Wayne, he has to create something, uh, yep. something else. And I love the the line where Alfred goes to take a nap and he's like, oh, maybe I'll let you borrow the Benz. Yeah, no, he says, um, or the Jaguar. Uh, you can you can borrow the rolls, but bring it oh, back with a full tank of gas. Right. <laughs> yeah. So funny. I like that. Like that, it's like I love their back and forth. We meet Dr. Jonathan Crane, who is on the stand testifying uh, in defense of Mr. Victor Zaz. Yeah, this Zaz looked cool, but he yeah. was barely in this movie. <laughs> they had like what two or three actual or th on screen yeah. shots, yeah. And pretty much he's stating that he is not suitable to be in prison and he's going, he needs to stay at Arkham because Crane is like the lead doctor at Arkham Asylum and Rachel is pissed. Yep. She confronts him and then Jonathan Crane's like, you need to keep your, you need to keep your people on a leash there, sir. As he's talking to the other guy who's works in the DA's office, which is her boss. Right. She mentions it later. Bruce finds a uh, we, the next scene is Bruce finding a bat in his house and it's an actual bat. It's not CG real in bat. this scene. Yep, real bat. And Take he out, ventures into the cavern where he faced his biggest fear. And we get the great shot of uh, Bruce surrounded by the bats when he wanders into the larger part of the cave. And yes. the bats all come That's down and they bats. swarm around and he kind of rises up and you're like, this is a great shot. Even though, so the bats, this, the bats in the scene had to be CG because they were like, we can't control this many bats at once. The only time they're real is when there's a singular bat. 
I was just sense. waiting for this bat to be on a, a line and it just go across That's, the room. I mentioned that. Like, and here's the bat from Day of the Dead. Yeah. <laughs> we got him, guys. <laughs> he's not even he's not even black anymore. He's like a green. He's moldy. He's, One of the wings is falling off. He's disgusting. Uh, we find out that Crane is working for a shady person who is also. Um, so they, you also find out Falcone's working for him, too, in a way. Because he tells him that he's coming, and Falcone's like, oh, he's coming here? <gasps> oh, no. Bruce interrupts the big Wayne Enterprise, uh, the shareholders. They're all meeting there, and he shows up to Wayne Enterprises and surprises everybody because they all thought he was dead. Yeah. And he's like, oh, Bruce, you're dead. He's like, I'm sorry to disappoint. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of charisma in that guy. And yeah, he pretty much talks about how he wants, you know, he just wants enough shares to, so that he's got money. He doesn't want to take over back over the company and he wants a job and he requests to work down in applied sciences. And this is where we meet Lucius Fox who shows him a lot of cool gear. It's all military gear. It's all real gear, which is really cool that they incorporate like stuff that you, I mean, not everybody is getting this stuff, but you know, it's military grade stuff yeah to, to i heard they based the suit i heard they based all of this batman's equipment off actual military yeah equipment so. yep so bruce i love where he's he's asking what he needs it for he's like spelunking yes spelunking what kind yeah of, you know cave what, diving what kind of what kind of spelunking do you plan on doing mr win <laughs> oh boy i love it Bruce starts uh, so on his construction of the Batcave, and we get the one of two creation montages where he's spray painting the the chest armor. He's, uh, what else was he doing? Sure. Was he working on the the bats throwable? Like, that was late. That was later. That was, that later. was later. Okay. 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 So yeah, so he's doing that. He's just he's creating a bunch of stuff for his suit. We then go to Gordon and his sleazy partner Flass, as Flass oh, is getting sucks. or he he's pretty much collecting money from businesses around Gotham and Gordon, of course, knowing what he does, but he can't really. There's not much he can do about it because the how corrupt Gotham is. So bad, but dude, doesn't sucks. want any part of it. He wants no part of it because Flass always offers him money and he always turns it down. He's like, one day you're wise up there, Gordon. When Gordon is back in the police station, Bruce confronts him. He's he only has the chest armor. He's got yeah. a ski mask on, and he uses yep. a stapler to hold up Gordon, which I thought was great. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, it's where we get his like the first go round of his like more gravelly voice. Yeah, I, I like that. Uh, the little exchange at the very end. It's like you're only you're only one man. No, that makes two, and then just like. Just disappears. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. So Gordon gives chase after he leaves, and Bruce jumps from one building to the other and just smashes off all these fire escapes <laughs> and is in extreme pain. So the oh, next yeah. time oh, he yeah. sees Fox, he goes, You have any like fabrics? And he shows him this really cool fabric that if you put any electrical current through it, you can form any shape. And that's yeah. a cool uh a cool way of the backstory of his cape it's not just a cape it yeah, has yeah. A, a purpose like he can legit glide with his cape yep what is it this time mr wade oh uh base jumping base yeah, jumping. Base <laughs> jumping. Yep. 
And then he sees the tumbler underneath the, the sheet. He's like, what is that? He's like, oh, the tumbler? Oh, you wouldn't be interested in that. And then they go for a ride. He's like, hold my beer. He's yeah. legit like a child. Oh, he's so good. He's dude. like, okay, you uh, when you get enough speed, you hit that button. He just hits the button. Yeah. Not yet, not yeah. yet. <laughs> and after he's done, he's like, what did you think about that? He's like, does it come in black? Yep. Yeah. So Falcone meets with Flass and tells him that he needs to oversee a shipment over on the docks. He's like, oh, okay. It's the last shipment, apparently. Supposedly, yep. it's the last shipment. Yeah. We get more creations created or uh, by Bruce in the cave where it shows his cowl. It, the material's not very good because Alfred hits it with like a hammer and it just shatters. He's like, just try not yeah. to, to land on your head. <laughs> yeah, and it's cool they break down like the analytics of like, if I'm going to buy this, how could I get it but make it not look yeah. suspicious? Right. Yeah, through like, if somebody looked through like my company logs, like how would this... He's like, like 10,000. 10,000. Like, well, at least yeah. we'll have plenty of extras. Yeah. <laughs> and also, this is where he is uh, creating his, uh, I guess they're the batarangs of this universe, yeah. where yeah. it's just it's just metal, you know, pieces that he shapes into the bat symbol. Kind of like and, shurikens more yeah. than actual boomerangs. Yeah. And Alfred asked him why bats. And he said, it's because what I, I fear the most. And I want to instill that same fear in in the bad guys of Gotham, and then he throws it against the wall, and you're like, "Yeah, I want to, uh, I want to be hit by that." Nope. Pointy. The sh- the shipment is compromised as guys are being taken one by one. Uh, literally, they're walking around. I love this. This is where Batman just comes like from the top. He's coming from the side, like just dragging people away, and you don't. You only get glimpses of the of him. You don't really get the full look. I do love the scene oh. where he comes down like. From straight up and grabs a guy upside down. Arkham takedown, brother. Oh yeah. Before yes. Arkham the Arkham games even came out. Yep. Yep. It's great. Well the I like how jumpy all the like all the the normal grunts are. Like yeah. they're like shooting at shadows and like noises and stuff. It's kind of cool. Where are you? Here. Yeah. Yeah. So uh Flask goes to investigate and he says, fuck that shit, I'm out. Yeah. And Falcone gets back into his car and Batman smashes the the roof and pulls him through and does the iconic line. I'm Batman. Oh, who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he zooms up with Falcone like the amount of does he have lines already like connected to himself that makes him shoot up like that? There's some scenes where Maybe. like he must pre like install anchor points. He has to. Or he just. Phew, phew. Yeah. That's what he's there. It's the Batman, dude. The so Falcone Batman. or Falcone, he gets captured, right? And Loeb, the commissioner, is like, fuck this. Whatever this dude is, this bat guy. And, and Gordon's like, but he got our best. He got the guy we've been wanting for a long time. He's like, yeah, but we're not going to let some Joe Schmo do it. And you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I can't wait for what happens to you, Commissioner Loeb. Yeah, because see, like, I I get it. Like, I understand he's like trying to do it by the rules. I get it, yeah. but like, come on, dude. The dude's helping you out. He's obviously not doing anything. Right. I've got to be the big dick around here. Pretty much. That's what Loeb is in this entire movie. He's mm-hmm. just just literally, like, yeah, he's, he's the commissioner and he's the authority, but, like, dude. 
Fuck off. So Alfred wakes up Bruce. It's like nice and bright. I was like, bats are nocturnal. He's like, yeah, but uh, Playboy millionaires aren't. <laughs> yeah, what was it? Was it like 3 p.m. is probably the latest or 3 o'clock is the latest? Yeah. Like how long has he let him sleep? He made some comment about how long he lets him sleep. It's pretty good. We find out that someone stole a giant microwave that eliminates water supplies. Uh-oh. Yeah. Why does yeah, this thing even water. exist? Oh, wait. It's because of wartime, right? It was a war military. weapon. Military yeah. weapon. Right. To, like, eliminate the water supply of uh, your enemies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Playboy Bruce comes to play. He goes to that hotel. Uh, he goes with a couple models and they end up swimming in like the the pool that's in the front they're european it's okay yes yeah. yeah and they're like we're gonna have to ask you to leave and then he just cuts a check he's like i'm gonna buy this motel and it's like i don't know if that's how business uh, acquisitions happen or if you could just write a check and then everything's fine but all right here bruce. we are yep bruce also joins in on the swim i love where he's sitting down with the group and he talks about batman he's like he's like a guy who dress up like a bat what a freak yeah, clearly right. has some problems is what yes, he says yes. yeah so crane um he also runs into rachel and he, she you know pretty much is like oh i'm happy to see you but i see you're i see you've changed and not the way i like he's like this isn't me this isn't how i really am she's like okay whatever and leaves what is the line she says to him because it's important later it's essentially like the character it's, it's it's the character of a person isn't represented by what they do on the outside it's like the actions or who they are on the inside it's the actions they do in life or something essentially along those lines yeah uh we then cut to crane visiting falcone and falcone meets scarecrow the mask yep. wasn't originally in the script david Esquire yep. had to talk christopher nolan into including it which i'm okay Thank with you. the way it was incorporated in this movie where it wasn't just him running around with this mask on all the time, it was to yeah. it was to manipulate people. It was to, you know, put them on his side or to manipulate yeah. the court systems and having these people be in Arkham, which is yeah. how they get Falcone in, to stay in Arkham. Is he uses the fear toxin, yeah. wears the scarecrow mask, and then Falcone's crazy now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Even though Rachel's like, how does somebody in their fifties with no history of mental illness just suddenly have a mental break like that which in reality could happen it's not it's it's not not unrealistic right before their court hearing right yeah Yeah. it was was more of the timing yeah uh batman uh goes to gordon's house and talks to uh talks about flas and pretty much gordon's like yeah he's a piece of shit but there's really nothing i can do i can't really go to anybody because everybody's under falcone's you know in falcone's pocket anyways yeah Batman yep. then runs into Flass about the deliveries. I love this. I love. I, I hate Flass. He's a terrible person. He is a fucking awful. Or the guy he's take gets the falafel, falafel and doesn't pay, and he's like, "Oh, I have kids." He's like, "What? They don't like falafel." Well, did he take out of his tip jar? Like, yeah. he just reach and take. Yeah, money that's out of what he does. Yeah, yeah, he takes the he takes money out of there. He goes down the alleyway, and Batman zips him up by his foot. And this is where we get the full graspy, gravelly voice of, of Batman. Just where are they going? Yeah. Where are the other drugs going? Where are the other drugs going? And it was, 
So funny. I don't know. I swear to God. Swear to, swear to me. me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's God, great. It. He it's keeps so dropping good. him, picking him back up, and then he drops him again after he finds out what he's doing. We, uh, the, that uh, Rachel's boss goes down to the docks to open up the crate, the one crate that yeah, I guess there was, was an extra crate on the ship. Yeah. Yeah. And he opens up and they find the microwave emitter that has the Wayne Industries or Wayne Enterprises logo on it. And he's like, what the hell? And then he gets shot by the two guys that were breathing. Oh, yeah. He gets right in the back. Gotta love movies. Gotta love movies. Suppressor logic. It's so fucking funny. (laughs) It's the quietest thing in the world. Right? Batman snoops around uh, in this apartment that he was told about from Flash. And he runs into uh, King Joffrey, who's uh, just a kid as he's going up and he throws him the, he's got like a thing that he can like, it's like infrared, right? And yeah. he gives it to the kid. Like, like, my friends won't believe me that I saw Batman. He's like, here you go, dude. Yeah. And like, you still you better, your friends still won't believe you. Would have been better if you would have just like tossed him one of the little battering things because it actually yeah. looks like yeah. batman right but he like That's... throws it and bends in his chest like, yeah. you know, like ice is the kid uh, now you can never be the ki- now you can never be king of kingsland <laughs> i don't know yes <laughs> oh Sorry, you're done. god you're uh, done. batman runs into the scarecrow and scarecrow hits him with the fear toxin and then sets him on fire this scene is crazy a batman yes. is literally fucking losing his mind because he gets hit with the fear toxin then he just gets engulfed in flames jumps out the window without hesitating smashes onto a a rooftop climbs up and the fear in his voice when he's calling for for alfred i never knew he was calling for help i thought he was just calling for alfred but he actually says alfred help yeah yeah and then he's in the back seat of the car and he's hallucinating he's like poison toxic poison and alfred's like yeah because he tries to get a blood sample and well, I like how I like um, Scarecrow's like dispersal method. Where like if he puts the mask on, it's almost like there's a breathing apparatus in it, so he doesn't he doesn't inhale it. Right? Yeah, but he like and he's got like it in the wrist. You can just like gas people in the face. Yeah, it's really cool. It's just very creative oh. for a grounded oh, Batman movie. And it's because it's something subtle that I he need could you to look at this hairspray can. Yeah, it's smell like chloroform. <laughs> <to> you. <laughs> oh. Uh, it, but it's subtle because he could wear it under his regular suit and tie and nobody right. is the yeah. wiser. So so Fox creates an antidote. Uh, Bruce or Rachel brings Bruce a present because it's his birthday. Mm-hmm. And it's the arrowhead from the beginning of the movie. So the biggest the big thing about the first scene of the movie when Bruce, <laughs> young Bruce and Rachel are playing hide and go seek or whatever is that Rachel finds a, an old arrowhead in the dirt. Yep. Finders keepers. Yep. So it's, it's been not, two days, by the way. He was out two days. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. He does. He does. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, it was just because Fox creates the antidote, and then yeah, he wakes up and they tell him. Yeah, and he he does mention he's like, oh, I experienced something like this, but not not as potent as this. The toxin he was get or that scarecrow used on him. Yeah. So it's time for Batman to visit Arkham Asylum because he so he uh, he goes to Arkham because Rachel's going there. Mm-hmm. And he spies on them as Rachel and uh, Crane are having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And I love the way he gets into the Batcave with the piano keys. 
And then the, the cabinet opens and he gets down there. It's just an old school elevator, which is really cool. Yep. Uh, Earls, who is Rucker Hauer, goes to Fox about info on the microwave emitter and then tells him to get all this information and then fires him. I've been like, yep. fuck yeah. you, man. At, like you probably should have told, like told him you were firing him after he got you all the information. Not tell him to get you the information. It goes, oh, and then yep. you're fired. And it's like, well, then I'm not getting you that information. Then did you get did you get the memo? Yeah. Rachel visits Crane at Arkham to confront him about Falcone, which is the conversation we had or, or we talked about earlier, where she's pretty much like, how does a guy with no history of mental illness the day before his hearing have a mental break? Yeah, and she demands a her own psychiatrist to look at him and all the medical information, blood work, yep. all that stuff on him. Yep. <laughs> so Crane's like, oh, I got something to show you down in the basement. He brings her down there and uh, they're making a shit ton of scare toxin or fear toxin and they're pouring shit into the water supply. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, Medicine. shit. Mm-hmm. Rachel gets attacked, but Batman is there. She, she gets sprayed and Batman is there to help. And you got to love the goons questions to create. It's like, could the Batman really fly? I guess we'll find out soon enough. Yeah. So Batman attacks and he sprays crane with his own fear toxin. And I love this imagery of Batman. looks really good. Just get, like shits coming out of his mouth, but his face is all black. He's yeah. just, he's it. got that really just terrifying voice. <clears throat> Need more of that Batman. Oh, so good. Cops show up. And Gordon rushes in. Batman tasks him to get Rachel out. And Batman calls in some backup, which is a lot of bats. Yeah, yeah. He has <laughs> like pretty a much Sonic all come to the Sonic emitter. Yep. On his boot. Like it's, it's in the bottom of his boot. <laughs> it's so cool. You, you and then, he, dro- and then he drops it down the staircase so that when he dives, he's like in the middle of the bats. Yeah. So it kind of really like cool. hides him. Really this cool. whole scene is great. They both, Gordon and Batman, meet at the same time. And this is where Gordon's like, oh, I'll go grab my car. And he's like, I brought mine. And then you get the cool what? shot of just the lights from the, the tumbler. <laughs> yeah. And it comes out and he he throws Rachel in there and he drives off. And he's like, I need to get me one of those. Yeah. Yeah. We get some roof driving, which is great. Like, fuck roads. Oh, Let's just cool. drive up on the, yeah. the rooftops here. Jump rooftop to rooftop. What kind of vehicle is it? It's a uh, black- a tank tank yeah. <laughs> those guys would have been dead i'm sorry the guy who was driving that cop car would have been dead and yeah. right over, like the fact that he was able to dodge that the only reason you know that he didn't die is they show those two cops in that car those they're the ones that call in the the, the tumbler which it's weird i don't want to call it the batmobile it is the batmobile but it's the tumbler because that's what they call it yeah there yeah. is not once called the batmobile in this in this trilogy to be honest isn't this the only movie it shows up in? No. Or does it show up in the other ones? No, it shows up in the next one. Okay. And then we get other versions of it in <coughs> Rises. Oh, okay. Uh, so he needs to get home to give Rachel the antidote. And I like it's like down to the wire. I like the different ways that Batman's trying to avoid the cops. He, yeah. Like, he's driving on the highway and he turns off his lights. There's the like, stealth Where'd mode. Where'd he go? Where'd he go? And then <laughs> the only reason a cop sees him is he drives by and he could see just kind of like you could hear it. He's like, oh, he's right there. Yeah. Put on the thrusters. Yep. So he gets there just in the nick of time to save Rachel. Bruce needs 
uh, his birthday party to end. He gets all suited up and he tells Alfred that he needs to get all these people on. He's like, these are these are Bruce Wayne's people. You can't just you can't just do this. And he's like, I'm going to do what I want. And he tells Fox to make more antidote. He's like, but I got fired. And he's like, you'll find a way back in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the real Ra's al Ghul is here. The one man once named Ducard. Well, I think I think you should mention because this what something happens before this. It's where he Rachel wakes up and he gives her uh but he's Batman. He gives her two he gives her two vials of the antidote, one for Gordon and one to take for mass production. Yeah. And then he chloroforms her and then he's like, Alfred, just go stuff her in the back of your vehicle while people watch awkwardly. Yeah, that was a weird, that was a weird shot. So yeah, so Bruce kicks all of his guests out of the party, and I love it. It's in such a dick way. Like, oh yeah, it's great. Fucks, get the fuck out of my house. And and then you got the one guy's like, oh, the the apple fell really far from the tree. Like, get the fuck out of here, old guy. Yeah, it's like piss <laughs> off. A, to be honest, everything he says is probably real. Like it's probably true. He's just, this is just the way that he's like, all right, this is the way I'm going to do it. Yep. He's doing it for a good reason. All right. Yeah. So, um, I'm still going to call him Ducard, even though he's technically Roz. Uh, he plans to destroy Gotham through fear. Pretty much tells him that, uh, they're going to be taking that microwave emitter. And with all that toxins that were poured in, once the water goes away, the toxin will go into the air and it'll kill people. He then, sets the Wayne Manor on fire and a giant piece of support falls on Bruce and Ducard leaves. Uh, the yeah, inmates... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was like, after they fight and he's like, oh, you, oh, yeah. you never, you, you never pay attention to your surroundings. And yeah, that beam falls mm-hmm. on. Oof. So the inmates of Arkham are set free and Rachel wakes up and goes to bring Gordon the antidote. Yeah, because doesn't he mention he's got members? There's members of the League of Shadows in like every level of the city government systems. Yeah. There's yep. just, yeah. yeah, they're everywhere. So Alfred goes rushing into the burning building, which is God, love Alfred. He goes yeah. in, saves Bruce. He's like, I love it where he's, he can't Alfred. get it off. He can't get the beam off. He's like, what the hell is the point of doing all them push ups if you can't even yeah, lift right? a, piece of, a piece of wood off you? Yeah. Oh man, I love the, the and it, the beams on fire too, and it's just like nonchalantly like waiting there for something to happen. Yep. In reality, Bruce is leaving there with second to third degree burns. Probably all fucked up. Yep. Alfred. So yeah, he saves them, and then they escape to the Batcave as the the house explodes, pretty much it just crumbles and everything. And I love the you never gave up. You're never you've never given up on me, Alfred. And he's like never. Like, oh, man, emotions. I love these guys. So Rachel gets to Gordon and he find and she finds uh, little King Joffrey getting bullied by some fake cop. I, I hate this guy. This guy sucks. It's like the worst part of this fucking movie because he pushes him. He's like, excuse me, I can't find my mom. And he pushes him away. And then <laughs> Rachel's just like, hey, what the fuck was that? And, then the, guy, and like- the guy does this. He points at her. I'm like, the hell? <laughs> She's a weirdo. Invasion of the body snatchers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> uh, cool. You need Donald Sutherland off. for that. <laughs> yeah, we do. Well, he would have been great in this franchise. Yeah, he would have. As a bad guy. Yes. 
He would have been. You know what character he'd be great as? Like who? Uh, Hugo Strange. Oh yeah. Ideas. Warner Brothers. Matt Reeves. Uh, Ghoul sets off the device and causes chaos. All the things. All the manhole covers keep exploding, and the toxins get into the air. Gordon pops one of those antidotes. Rachel's already had the antidote, so I guess she doesn't affect her anymore. Yeah, because she just had like just like yeah, it wasn't it earlier wasn't today. Ago. It was just not long ago. Yeah. And craziness ensues. People are just going nutty, and this is where we get. I do love the imagery of Crane riding horseback with the scarecrow yes. mask on, and he's you know chasing her around, and then she shoots him with the taser in the face. <laughs> But it's it's a it's great to see Crane riding a horse because it's the the whole scarecrow like the 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 character of Jonathan Crane the scarecrow it's all all goes back to the the legend of Sleepy Hollow story because yep. that was Crane was the the name of the character in that and then of course like the headless horseman and all that stuff but I thought it was a really cool image and then she just shoots him with a taser and just fucking yeah. flops yeah. over and just rides it. <laughs> is it is that before is that happened? Gordon, he knocks out the one guy. Was that before or after that? He knocks out the one guy. His his partner, Klaus, or whatever his name oh, Flass. was. Oh, Flass. Flass. Oh, yeah, he thing. knocks him out. He's like, and then he t- and then I, then Batman shows up. He uh because the Zaz and a bunch of inmates from Arkham are like coming, like they're swarming Rachel. Yeah. And the kid, and then Batman shows up and beats the shit out of him, and then tells Gordon. To take the the Batmobile and yeah. drive away, and you know he gives him a mission, pretty much. So, yeah, he tasks Gordon on going and destroying the support columns for the the tra- the train track, yeah, so that the train won't make it all the way to Wayne Tower. Batman escapes, getting swarmed by all the the people that are crazy, like he's literally <laughs> getting swarmed until he attaches the grappling hook onto the train and like shoots out of there. Yep. Which I thought was really cool. Uh, he gets up to the train and he fights Ghoul. He fights him good. Good fight. Good scrap. Yep. I love how he, you know, of course, Ghoul stabs the control panel so that they can't stop the train. He activates the, uh, as everything's, everything's happening where the pressure keeps rising. He keeps showing the guys who work at like the, the, the treatment plant or the water treatment plant as they're like, oh, the, the pressures, it's, it's, it's too much. As it's getting closer and closer. Yeah. And he finally he finally talks about the surroundings. He he throws the surroundings line back to, to Roz. He's like, you know, you need to, you know, better look at your surroundings. And he like knocks him over and he gets on top of him. And I love how he has the three, he's got like the batarangs in his hand, like a fucking claw, just like eh. it's about he to stab him. Yeah. And then we get a scene that is really controversial, especially for this Batman, because in this Batman universe, Batman doesn't kill. And his one rule is he does not kill. Yet, in this scene, he tells Ra's al Ghul, he's like, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. Yep. Which a lot of people on the interwebs like to throw out there that Batman kills him because he doesn't save him. Oh, hold on. I, I, okay. I have a thought for this. I have a thought for this. I have a thought and it's something I want to add to this. Raish hit the control panel, knowing it where it was going to keep it from stopping. Right. How the fuck was he going to save himself? I don't know. Before all this happened, exactly. Right. Yeah. He didn't give a shit. As long as he confer- finished his mission, he didn't care. Right. I don't think. 
And no, I agree with it because Batman's not. He's like, I don't have to save you. You're right. trying to kill a bunch of people. This is on you. You figure your own shit out. And secondly, you actually get during this whole sequence, you get a bunch of exposition about how uh, the League of Shadows tried to wipe out Gotham before, but it was Bruce's parents that stopped them because they were, you know, donating yeah. and trying to help people out, and they yeah. tried to destroy them through the whole economic thing where there was no food and people didn't have jobs and shit like that. Yeah, but. You know, Martha and Thomas Wayne actually went against that, which fucked it up for them. So you come to find out this whole big circle thing that essentially Raish had his parents killed. Right. You know, in, in one way or another. Yeah, yeah. So. Without him actually saying that. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. does. Yeah. Because he created Indirect- Joe Chill. Because he created yeah, in- guys like him. Indirectly. And then Batman's like, all right, well, I don't have to. I can indirectly or I don't have to directly save you either or directly right. kill you either. So I can just, yep. Uh, so yeah, w- w- we missed the, I, we, we didn't talk about the, the scene on the rooftop when after Batman saves Rachel and the kid, he goes yeah. up there and she's like, Oh, just tell me who you are. And she, he says something. Uh, he says what she told Bruce back to her. And that's when she determines it's Bruce. Figures it out. And then all yeah. this happens. Yeah. Uh, Gordon takes out the support beam it destroys the track so when Bruce you know when Batman escapes the train the train just falls down and explodes and yep. Ray Salgul is dead yep we what happens after this does it go straight to the end part at Wayne Manor I think so I think it cuts to Wayne Manor I'm pretty sure we go to Wayne Manor and it's destroyed, of course. And Bruce is telling Alfred about how he's going to rebuild it brick by brick mm-hmm. and talks about like the area in the southeast corner. I, I suggest you start in the southwest corridor. Yes. Southwest Some improvements, corridor. To, yeah. improvements to the foundation. Improvements to the foundation yes. in the southwest corridor. Yes. Yeah. And the, I love the, uh, well, Master Wayne. Uh, uh, Batman made page one, but Bruce Bruce Wayne only managed to get to page eight. Sick idiot, million drunken millionaire burns down mansion. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and yeah, he takes back Wayne Enterprises um, because from Earl and fires. He goes back to the yeah because he goes back to the office and Lucius Fox is in the big conference room. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I I thought I fired you. You did. I got a new. I got a new job. Yours. Yours, yeah. <laughs> it's so great, good, dude. I love that whole exchange. I was purchased. I purchased it all through subsidiaries and like how does charitable this, services. How is this possible when the company went public last week? It's like, well, it's because I bought most of the, all of the shares for it through yeah, all of these like, ways. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, it's really, it's really complicated. Yeah, <laughs> he re- literally regurgitates the same line he tells Bruce at that party. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's so good. So good. So this is bad. Then they go to Wayne Manor where they talk about rebuilding it brick by brick. Rachel comes up and, you know, he apologizes for not telling her he's Batman earlier. She's like, it's fine. But she decides she pretty much tells him that Batman is your true identity now. And Bruce Wayne is just the mask you wear. So and she can't be with him if if that's the case. So I guess they're just friends. And they walk off. Good. No finish. No, they just walk off holding hands. I will say this: I like this more than like 
all the other Batman movies before this, I guess, except for Batman and Robin, because every other time he just wants to get mad leg and then tells her that he's Batman. And this just feels like at the end, she's like, well, you know what you said earlier, you're probably going to die. At least tell me who you are. And right. I feel like he's just like, because they grew up as friends. He's like, uh-huh. he just, I feel like this is just something he's like, I feel I owe you this. Let yep. me tell you. Yep. Figure, you know, like she got, that, that's what it, it felt more genuine than like, I had sex with you. Let me tell you I'm Batman. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we then cut to the rooftop of the, the, the symbol, right? He makes the, they have the spotlight with the yeah. bat logo. Yeah, he's talking yeah. to Gordon. Yeah. Yep. And, He's like, well, we don't have anything big, but we have, you know, we got this. And he's like, you know, you know, armed robbery and some other charges. And armed robbery, gives, double homicide. Yep. And he's like, and he left, leaves a calling card and he gives it to him and it's a Joker card. And, it, and uh, <laughs> you know, 14 year old, 13 year old uh, Parker was just like, yes. <laughs> uh, I will say I do like the fact that that um, I do like the fact that Gordon brings up escalation. Yep. Where he talks about, well, we go to semi-automatics, they get fully automatics, we mm-hmm. get bulletproof vests, they have armor piercing rounds, which admittedly, kind of yes, but all of this technology was in the military longer before it was even police. Right. Most police did not have semi-automatic weapons until like the 70s and 80s. So, I do like anyhow, that he, yeah, yeah, I like that. I do like that he also mentions that they didn't catch everybody from Arkham. Like there are people yeah. still out there. So, Crane, specifically. They mentioned yep. Crane. I thought that was cool, but yeah, yeah, I like it. I, I also there's another scene we didn't talk about earlier. It's where it's where it's where Batman pays uh, Gordon a visit at his house. Yeah, because <laughs> he's like taking the trash out or oh, something. No, 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 talking. we talked about that because they talk about Flash. That's where he knows what Flash oh, is doing okay. and all that okay, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that but, was great. Yeah, there it is. That's Batman Begins. Everybody, oh, so good. Yeah, we'll do rankings next week just because. As of right now, I'm not feeling too hot, and I really want to get <laughs> end this. So we'll yeah, do please. rankings next week for Batman Begins and The Dark Knight um, in our rankings uh, for you know Batmobile, Batman movie, and all that stuff. So yeah, that's it. Um, this week, I hope on Monday we released our fresh cuts of Turning Red, the newest Pixar movie. Uh, Wednesday is our day de- video debut of Resident Evil Extinction. Nice. There's a possibility, and I'm just gonna say it. Uh, there's a possibility that there will be an episode of Slice of TV with someone. Uh, where we're gonna be talking about the Halo. We're gonna be talking about Halo Episode One. Cool. If it's not out, you know from listening to this, it never came out. <laughs> but it's okay, out into okay. the universe if it does. Uh, next week we're covering The Dark Knight. We are continuing our journey through the Batman movies and I can't wait. And hopefully I feel better so that we can, it'll be a little bit longer of a show and I can feel I'm, I'm here and I'm having a good time, but my body is not. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, so yeah, but I appreciate everybody supporting the channel. I make sure to like comment and subscribe on the YouTube channel and make sure to rate us on uh, iTunes, uh, Apple podcasts, Spotify, good pods, Make sure to rate us and leave us a review there if you can. And make sure, Dan, what do they need to do? Jurassic Park 3! <laughs> Watch Jurassic Park 3. I don't know what's yes. going on with our YouTube channel. I think we're shadow banned, but that's fine. That's we're still fine. here, guys. It's still there. 
or watch, or you can watch or you it can if listen you can. to Jurassic Park three. Yeah, yeah exactly. You can do whatever you want. We're yeah. in many different ways, many different forms. But until next time, I am your host Brett Parker, and that is Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. We are Dissect That Film, and this has been the Dissect That Film podcast number 48. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye.